0: Welcome into the TNT podcast. I'm Tanner Mounts. Alongside me, Sean Tansky. We've got a good one for you today. It's a Monday afternoon, one o'clock here in a smelly podcast studio.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, not the smell we were accustomed to. So uh, hopefully it goes back to normal pretty soon
0: yeah and we made do we're, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're pushing surviving. through we're you pushing just, through for you just our...
1: split, spray the clorox spray everywhere it just smells like bleach now so nothing yeah. nothing we aren't accustomed to yeah
0: yeah we're pushing through for our audience you know yeah, these yeah. are the, the, the conditions that we're yeah, going through yeah, but this
1: is the second time you and i are on a mic today as we both did the beat the clock uh u92's brand new uh sports morning show airing every Monday and Friday at 7 uh, to 9 a.m. And I'm pretty sure those are going to be recorded and re-aired if you missed it. Uh, but if you miss it anyway, uh, it will sh- should be on Spotify now under United to the sports page on Spotify and uh, other streaming platforms. I'm pretty sure. But Spotify, I know for
0: sure because I am subscribed. Yeah, I believe um, just like this podcast, it is on all streaming platforms wherever you get your podcasts. Um, but yeah, tune in. Our next episode on that one will be Friday morning. Uh whether yep. you're driving driving to work, walking the class, whatever yeah. you're doing from seven to nine in the morning, you can tune in to ninety seven or ninety one seven FM or go to uh U ninety two the moose to stream it online. Great episode yeah. uh this morning. Really right. looking forward to one on Friday. Yeah,
1: I'm very, very excited for this new segment. Yeah.
0: Um we're gonna start uh, just with a little fun thing that we got on ESPN and that was Madden predicting the Super Bowl oh, as we come up yeah. on as we come up on Super Bowl weekend here, Super Bowl Sunday. T minus six days. ESPN had Madden do a virtual sim of the game and Sean, I don't think I know you saw the notification, but I told you not to look. So I'm assuming. If you Eagles had to lost. guess, if you had to guess, what would you what is your Madden prediction? Uh, well I saw the
1: notification. I saw that uh, whoever won, won by 14. So, um, uh, someone who's played this Madden quite frequently, uh, I'm going to go with the chiefs. I think the chiefs win probably like 35, 21
0: in a final score of 31 to 17. Oh, the okay. winner of the super bowl is the Philadelphia. Wow.
1: Eagles. Okay. I didn't expect that. I thought for sure, uh, I, well, I guess they did it with an updated roster because coming yeah. into the year, the yeah. Eagles, like consistently, like if I would do a sim like at the beginning of the Madden cycle of this Madden cycle, consistently missed the playoffs. <laughs> I was yeah. like, in almost every single league, they missed. Well, Jalen Herc- started pretty everyone's everyone's updated now. I don't. I haven't played in a while, so I don't know what everyone's ratings are. But I'm assuming Jalen is pr- mid 80s, maybe above. And Team as a whole would probably be higher than it is, but that's actually interesting. Not that I take much stock into it because it is Madden, but uh, that is pretty cool. I yeah, um,
0: it was Jalen Hurts was the MVP of the game, okay. they had him thrown for 200 and some change, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown, including a 63 yarder to Devontae Smith. Yeah, that, that's super that wins you the Super Bowl. MVP. Um, Patrick Mahomes finished with again like 200 and some change two touchdowns and an interception wow, okay. um the interception was by gardner johnson so. cj Jay, we'll see he's
1: gonna get a big contract this year
0: we'll see we'll see how we'll accurate see. madden <laughs> we'll is see. but i thought that i thought if, that, was if that
1: doesn't happen i'm blaming the madden curse and i'll be very upset yep. and whatever I'll, and I'll, I'll make them pay for it by buying the next game because as much as <laughs> i don't like ea i cannot play madden
0: every year well whatever uh Helps you get over the loss. Thanks, man. uh, It is time (laughs) for the daily heat check. And, Sean, I'm going to let you start with this one.
1: Okay. Uh, Well, I wish it was the Sixers, uh, but they lost to the Nets yesterday on uh, the matinee showing on ESPN. Uh, So, we're just getting to a team of mine that did win, and that was the West Virginia Mountaineers men's basketball team absolutely demolished the Oklahoma Sooners 93 to 61 story in this game is when Eric Stevenson's hot he's on fire he finished with a career high 34 points to go along with uh three assists six rebounds two steals all on 13 for 23 uh shooting from the field and six from 11 from three-point land yeah that's uh his best game as a Mountaineer and again it's a career high so it's probably his best game of the career. Uh, they could not stop him uh, at all in the first half, and then the lead was so big by then. Uh, he didn't really play a whole lot in the second half, uh, and this is uh, crazy because one West Virginia had to have this game. Uh, it's coming into this game, according to Joe uh, Landari, Lenardi. 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 Uh, West Virginia was one of the first four te- one of the last four teams in, while Oklahoma, excuse me, was one of the last four out. And now with this win, West Virginia takes sole place of eighth place in the Big 12, but at least they're ahead of Oklahoma and Texas Tech. And this game is also interesting because a few weeks ago for the SEC Big 12 matchup, it was Oklahoma that dismantled uh, then number two Alabama. So a big win for the Mountaineers. It's always nice when this basketball team decides to show up and pour out a win. Uh, now I'm just looking for them to – Maybe try to get another win on the road. Don't know if that's happening, but I would like that. So, yeah, that's uh, that's my uh, heat check of the week.
0: Yeah, that game, uh, not only – it tucked me in, read me a story, put me to sleep. It yeah, was, no, it, was, it was over before it started. I, I didn't even um, have
1: to pay attention in the second half. I had it on my laptop while we were watching some other game. Yep. Um, yeah, it was uh, just uh, – complete dismantling of uh the Sooners so that's uh West Virginia did get them uh both sports so far they beat them in football this year and split, and and basketball. split in, basketball, split in basketball, and basketball but they got a big win so yeah.
0: that's all that matters uh first
1: win since first win against Oklahoma in basketball since 2019 by the way which is crazy Very, think
0: about it. yep uh before that game though is my heat check when the Duke Blue Devils <laughs> Uh, yeah. defended their home court and beat the North Carolina Tar Heels. Wow, they could finally do that, huh? I, I, took a year. Took a year. Oh, well, they beat them last year in the first game, too. <laughs> yeah, but um,
1: didn't defend home court And Coach K's last game there.
0: Yeah, No, Yeah, <laughs> they didn't defend home court. Um, it is what it is. Neither <laughs> team won the National Championship. Didn't really matter uh, to end with. However, jo- Coach John Shire is able to get his first win uh, in his first game, which is something that uh, Coach Davis was not able to do, as Duke dismantled them in the first matchup last year and uh david coach davis's <laughs> first game so is <laughs> already one up in uh one up in him undefeated against north carolina that's all that matters you know mm-hmm. never yeah. lost undefeated yeah. mm-hmm. uh, however <laughs> you know, whatever whatever you whatever you need to
1: hold on to man you hold on i mean it. it's
0: it's just nothing but facts yeah, I mean, yeah. s- am i wrong yeah no, no hey, he's wrong. undefeated against north yeah. carolina is he there not you there you go there you go he <laughs> it, 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 i'm not wrong i
1: was wondering how you were gonna spin this and this uh i'm happy you went this way i wouldn't have it any other way
0: (laughs) no i was just i'm happy to see um lively start to get healthy again he was the number one number one player coming out of high school he started the season off um he had a a a lower leg injury Mm -hmm. um kind of missed most of the off season he was ready for the start of the season came off the bench not really he only played like 15, 16 minutes a game didn't really look like much of a factor still has yet to be a major factor offensively for the blue devils. However, defensively his impacted, his impact has been felt from the tip of game one. Um, and it was on full display, which is why I love this Duke UNC game. Uh, Jay Bills always says it delivers every year, every year. It always delivers it's always close. Very rarely do you ever get a blowout of uh, in this game, no yeah, matter how I good one I, team is or the other.
1: Yeah, there, I mean, there's. I looked recently, and some games were decided by, you know, a couple double-digit points. But I'm assuming that took yes. until like the very last yep. end. Yeah. No, I can't really recall a game uh, between these two teams as an outsider, like not having a dog in the fight, um, where it was just a complete one-sided blowout. Uh, but I, I, I really can't tell you the last time. I don't. Can you even remember as a fan of?
0: Well, I, Duke? I believe the first game last year was pretty bad. Um, I think, I think, in coach, that was when UNC was still struggling to the begin their year. Yeah. I, I could. I the fact that I don't remember it tells me that it was not the closest of games. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's been a couple other like.
1: Okay, then also my next question, like, what is your favorite game between these two teams that have played?
0: my favorite is the um it was the after the zion year yes because they had Wendell no more it was after the zion so year 20 in 2019? north carolina
1: 2019 yeah
0: that would have been 2019 okay in north carolina who, who was on the team uh it was trey trey jones this was the covid year yeah because yeah 2019 yes. 2020 yes um it was trey jones wendell moore I can't even because they they were terrible. They were under 500 that year. Oh wait, um, is that the year? The where buzzer beater, they missed the yeah, free throw on yeah, purpose. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I remember North that North Carolina. Game. Dom. It, it was one of those games. I, I that, remember that game. It was one of those games that you're watching it and it's like, how are they only up this much? Yeah, UNC no, dominated statistically everything. The game was going, perfect. I perfect. Um, the last like they were up double digits, five six minutes to go. Yeah. Duke slowly yeah, chips yeah, away. I, I remember that game. Uh, gets my, into it, misses a misses a free throw on purpose buzzer beater the force overtime um then trey jones again in overtime uh, has two free throws down one makes the first misses the second not on purpose uh but again the rebounds tapped out um he forces up a shot air ball, wendell moore on the follow to win it i i I, I running around my house
1: i will never forget that game because that was uh the first duke unc game i watched with uh my good buddy and now roommate uh, Josh uh, and uh, big Duke fan, and it was him and his cousin Devin. And we were over at uh, our other friend's old apartment and we were watching that game. And they're huge Duke fans. And yeah, like I believe both teams were struggling that. Yeah, I know Duke definitely was. I don't know if UNC was particularly bad, this year, were, but I feel they like they weren't all. I feel yeah. like it was like a like sort of like yesterday, uh, Saturday's matchup where they're both like unranked and whatnot. And yeah, no, how uh, UNC was. Like pretty ahead the entire game, and they blew it. And when that shot came in the win it, it was the loudest I've ever heard Josh get excited. Uh, he's had, I mean, being friends, he's had big wins and everything, and I heard him get really loud and excited, and then upset too. But that was that was insane. They both went crazy, and I'm like, wow, that was awesome. Yeah, th- my favorite, And I'm not even again. I'm not even a Duke or UNC fan. Great I, I, if game. anything, I would i don't really like Duke. i don't really care for them but like that was like i'm like wow that's <laughs> that's that's cool that it's i was the able to see thing. that from like i finally was able to watch it with people who cared about yeah. this rivalry it
0: was the closest thing that we've seen since um austin rivers and that buzzer beater three yeah but, i
1: believe i believe that's <laughs> my friend josh's uh favorite moment shout out
0: josh i i didn't watch that one live so i can't pick that but my favorite thing about the series is that you always get a moment or a player that's going to live forever because of how historic this rivalry is no matter how Derek Lively pans out you got to think he's He's, probably going to put his hat in the ring for the draft no matter how the rest of the season pans out I mean Duke there's hard feelings about him you know he's not living up to exactly what he should be still getting healthy but this game he will be remembered forever he will be idolized forever he only had four points two of them came on a putback dunk um, late in the game arguably the biggest basket of the game Added 14 rebounds to that and then also set a Duke record against UNC with eight total blocks um, and altered so many more. Any shot that was in the paint, UNC was struggling um, unless it was on like a putback um, that Baycott was able to get. But, I mean, it was just back and forth the whole game. It really was. was. It was was tied nine times and had five lead changes uh, altogether. Back and forth. No one was really able to pull ahead in this one. Um uh, I think like the largest lead <laughs> of the game was 6 okay. by either team yeah. which is really really tight.
1: All right. Uh then I have two questions actually for you. Um so well, yeah, so this will be a dual part question. Uh who is your favorite Duke player of all time? <laughs>
0: um I'd say it's Trey Jones, Jeremy Rose okay. getting up there. Okay. However, in third is Grayson Allen okay? I love okay. Grayson Allen. Okay, I still love Grayson yeah, Allen. You, 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 need to, you
1: need to meet Josh, you guys could talk to basketball all day. Uh, then who is your least favorite UNC player? Luke
0: May. We talked about it. This oh, that's name. right. That's right. Luke May. All right.
1: All right. I'm gonna, <laughs> I did this with him and I loved his reactions. I'm gonna read you some names and I want you to give me your instant reactions to them. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, Tyler Hansborough. <sighs> Honestly, I don't, I don't remember. you too much. Young. Okay. Yeah uh you gotta
0: go like 16 17
1: Sean May oh my nope no (laughs) I know this one that pissed him off uh pissed Josh off Joel Berry yes oh (laughs) my (laughs) gosh he's the one that it was in that Villanova game he was the point guard
0: I could not stand he's just another typical UNC player that was there for Uh, four years great Uh, leader. Ty Lawson yeah he's the shooter okay yeah
1: (laughs) yeah so this is a list of uh I saw this on Twitter after the UNC Duke game, and it was uh, John Rothstein's top 10 UNC players of the 21st century. And I was just reading them off to Josh. And, like, <laughs> he, got, he was upset with, like, four of them. So, like, his top, the top UNC players he had was Tyler Hansborough, Raymond Felton, Sean May, Rashad McCants, uh, Ty Lawson, Brendan Haywood, Joe Forte, Wayne Ellington, Joel Berry, and Justin Jackson. And then his top 10 Duke players – you, do you think you could guess who the t-
0: who we had as his top ten Duke players? Number one is probably maybe as Latner at one. I don't think Latner no. should be no, one. Twenty first century, twenty first oh, century. 21st century, I was gonna say because Grant Hill was yeah incredible. No, no, Shane no, was they're incredible. not. They're not on the team. Uh, they're not on. This uh, team. I think Zion has to be one. If you're talking skill production no. wise, no production. All right, wise, so
1: man. I'm a, I'm gonna read you them from ten to one. If we oh is this base. Pay- this is John Rossi's top ten player, I wanna, players. I of the twenty first century. I'm
0: curious to see if he's going off of skill or production at Duke. All right. All right so ahead. number ten, Tyus Jones. Yeah, I agree with that. National champion. Number team.
1: number nine, Jaleel Okafor. Man, I thought he was going to be. It. I thought he was going to be it for this year. He crazy. Hey, fun fact: he's back with the Delaware Bluecoats, the Sixers G League team. I thought that was really cool. funny. Good for him. Um, number eight, John Shire.
0: Uh, his impact, I think, it should be a little higher. But okay. if we are talking player-wise, okay. then, all right. Number
1: seven, Carlos Boozer. Yeah.
0: Oh, Boozer.
1: <laughs> number six, Kyle Singler.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: I, I didn't know if he was in my top ten. Number five, uh, Sheldon Williams. All right. Number four, Zion Williamson. Wow. Wow. Number three, Shane Battier.
0: Shane Battier. Battier, Battier yeah. yeah. He, yeah. No, I so watching him play, I during COVID when they would run old games because yeah. they didn't have the tournament, they ran mm-hmm. like historic yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched both his final four runs um, against Maryland. Mm-hmm. Man, he was player of the year, defensive player of the year, mo- tournament's most outstanding player. He did like he was. Yeah, insane. that's crazy. I love bat, yeah. So, I think he might be number one or two.
1: So, number two, JJ Redick.
0: He was crazy, dude. Yeah, well, he, he was all crazy. time He's, leading scorers, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. And then yep.
1: number one, Jay Williams. Nah. See, that's interesting because when I again when I was talking to my buddy Josh, he uh if you're gonna he put, agreed, he actually but what what he would disagree with you with is he didn't like having Zion that high. He thought Zion would be a little bit lower just because just because I think his defense was uh, did you guys uh, like Elite Eight, I think, was as far as you went with Zion? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah that, that's that's that's
1: what that's what his big argument against it was. But he agreed with like he's like Jay Williams or JJ for him, he was like it's that's a toss up. So it was just interesting. Like, 'Cause because I, I, I wanted to get your perspective because you're the only other like real Duke fan I know. Like Duke fan who like follows him die hard.
0: I I, oh, I see. I don't agree because if you're going off a of skill, like to me, putting Jay Williams one is like, all right, his skill. I think they were level.
1: doing it because of skill and like accomplishments. I'm but assuming. Like he,
0: I mean, he didn't win a national title either.
1: Uh, see, then I don't I, like again. I don't really know. Or maybe he did. I don't, I, don't maybe, I think he did. I don't know was that, he a part of that. I don't know the history like you like you guys see, like the did. history of college basketball like I've watched it my entire life yeah, he did he I did. don't know the history of it
0: I don't know but uh that's like, I a, thought
1: JJ for sure would be would have been number one just because I mean, talent wise I know talent wise
0: Zion I mean yeah. you could throw Marvin Bagley up there too he had a crazy year at Jason Tatum
1: I know I know I know my buddy likes Marvin Bagley a lot and Tatum he likes but he didn't th- I, I, he didn't think Tatum was gonna be as good as he was
0: I want I thought Tatum would go first overall and that he would have, because the Celtics said, yeah, "I know." They, the Celtics said, "Who were going? They, they weren't. They weren't going. Yeah, they, they were want.
1: never." Like, I think this is what one thing Sixers fans really have to understand is that no matter what, they weren't going to get Jason Tatum because the Celtics were not going to trade. First of all, a pick if they knew the Sixers were going to take yep. Jason Tatum over Markel Fultz. Yep. So that's why. That's why I've always been able the to moment, cope with that pick a bit more. But even in like every like in, coming into that draft, who like, went to? Uh, it was. Um, it was uh, – let me look. I forget because the Lakers had – it uh, might have been LiAngelo. Uh, it might have been uh, – uh No, 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 no. Uh, DeAngelo Le- Russell. D- uh, no, no, no. He was no, that 2015. Was before, that was it
0: was, uh, before, that was Lamello. Before. No.
1: Um, Lonzo. Lonzo. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: Yeah, you're right. He did go two. Um, no, the moment that they said who were taken at threes, who he would have taken at, taken at one – yeah. I instantly knew they're going to take Jason Tatum because yeah, you, yeah, knew, I mean, you, you knew you knew the Lakers were taking Lonzo. Yeah. And you knew the Sixers yeah. wanted to, the mm-hmm. Sixers made it very clear we're trading up to take Mark Fultz. Yep. Yep. Um So Yeah, that's what, like
1: think. that's really what people like forget. Like, oh, you could have had Jason Tatum. Like, no, we weren't going to get him anyway.
0: I I liked that Jason Tatum team at Duke, they all South Carolina. They, it's heartbreaking in the yeah. second <laughs> round. It was a second round.
1: Uh right? yeah. Uh that's the worst.
0: Well, now I'm on a That was the last s-
1: time we saw West Virginia in the tournament, by the way, second round to Syracuse. Syracuse. Yeah, yeah Buddy Beheim went off. Yep. Yeah. I remember watching that game, but Yeah, I remember watching it too. Cuz that really was after I declared. <laughs> so, I was like I should fun. probably watch this. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like,
0: what am, what kind of basketball are we I knew I always like? knew Press Virginia. I knew I knew <laughs> yeah. about them, but I never really watched them. I yeah, kind of just yeah. followed them. Yeah. But uh we're going to move on to the weekend recap. That was a pretty good heat check. Um we don't there wasn't much this weekend. Uh we'll stick with the college basketball theme. Yeah. Um Purdue goes goes down. Number one goes down to Indiana. Yeah, no,
1: that was uh, crazy. I caught the very end of that game. I caught, like, the last three or so minutes. And, uh, man, that atmosphere at Indiana was so cool. Uh, Just because I feel like, I don't know, this is, like, one of the few times in my recent memory, at least that I could remember, that Indiana's been this productive for this long. Like, I feel like they've recently at least when i could remember again i can't always remember every season but i feel like they would be decent and they'd be where they're at but then they would just you know uh plateau uh so it was really cool and i mean i know like it's two indiana schools if i'm not mistaken and you know indiana is a, is a basketball state through and through uh so to see uh you know historic rivalry like that that's really cool it was uh and to take down uh, the top team, it's not hard to do either. So good on them. And so now I'm interested to see, did they come out with new rankings yet?
0: Yes, they just did an hour ago. We're going to go over them coming okay. up. Um, one thing I want to talk about, about, Zach, we're going to talk, dive into Zach Eady, who's currently the favorite for player of the year. There's a lot of criticism about him saying, oh, he's just tall, um, being at 7'4". I think he might be listed at 7'3", seven, 7'4". Seven, I forget exactly what it is. Um, but there was a play late in that game. Um, where one of his teammates turned it over. They had a chance to, I believe, tie or take the lead um, late in that game, uh, like very late, in the mm-hmm. seconds left. And they turned it over um, along the baseline, and they asked the player that turned it over, I'm not exactly sure what his name is, like what he saw, what happened. He gave his response, and then Zach Eadie jumped in um, and said, J- quote, just to clarify, that was one play, obviously in a big moment, but every play – is big in a game like this i had too many turnovers in the first half i didn't come out with the energy i needed obviously that's a big play and people might look at you look at that but you can point out three or four plays by everyone that could have made up for that one possession so it's not just on him it's on the entire team i love that quote so much i think that is no it's uh incredible that that, that's exactly what you need out of your best player
1: yeah and that shows They like playing with each other, to me, uh, from what I sound like, and they understand how to play with each other, and it's not just the, you know, me and him sort of situation. It's team basketball like that, and it's leadership there from Zach Eady, as it right? Yeah, Yeah, Eady. So, yeah, no, that's a very good quote. That's a great quote um, come out from them. And, you know, it's it's a loss, but, I mean, they're still number one. So
0: (laughs) it's not like in the – as they should be. I don't think they should dropped after that one. Either. Zach Eadie was able to put up thirty three and eighteen. Basically, what he does. Um, shot fifteen of nineteen from the field. Three of four from the line. Let's. I mean, let's dive into this a little bit. We watched him play against West Virginia. Absolutely tore his apart. There was no one on um, this team that could stop him. I like
1: Jimmy Bell just as much as the next Mountaineer. He no <laughs> had no hope for stopping Zach Eadie.
0: Um, he is absolutely insane and there's a lot of criticism on the season uh despite averaging twenty, twenty-two, 22 and 13 um that he's not good he's just tall which <laughs> so i, I that, uh, that 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 are that's
1: so dumb but it's so funny because you know people there's like two types of people who say it. it's two people who are saying that as a joke and then there's the people who really 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 mean it like like for some reason, hate him and hate this team, <laughs> but I just find that funny. I mean, I don't care that he's seven three, you said, or something like that. 7'4", seven, four. Seven, four, Wow, uh, and he's but to average twenty two and thirteen, regardless of how tall Here's, you are. That's like, and it, that's impressive. Like I, I give the man credit where credits due. He's not just, yeah, he has an advantage, but he knows how to use that, and that's why he's getting. The averages and the splits that he's getting.
0: Here's my here's my take on it. Um, it's not easy. Yes, things are easier because you're taller, but averaging 22 and 13 does not just happen. Yeah, um, no, it's not something you could roll out of bed and just say oh, I'm going to do this today. Let's compare it to Taco Fall from UCF, <laughs> who is seven six. So give him two more inches and about 30 more pounds. Um, in his college career at UCF, playing against weaker schools. Um, He averaged 10 points and 8 rebounds a game. There are players that point guards average just as much as that. It's hard in college basketball when you get doubled. You still have to take care of the ball. You still have to finish around the rim. Are you going to get 6 to 8 points a game off of just being taller, jumping up and dunking it? Absolutely. But to average 22, close to 23, and 13 rebounds, like – that's those are insane numbers. Like they're not going to hand someone the player of the year yeah. because they're tall. Yeah, like, like you said, Takafal
1: did that against uh, inferior opponents. Look at Zach Eadie. School Zach Eadie has to go up against. He has to go up against Ohio State, Indiana, and Rutgers. Rutgers is really good this year. They're twenty fourth in the country. That's <laughs> quite some t- uh, more upper echelon tier teams that he has to do. And he and not the fact that he just doesn't. He averages twenty-two and thirteen. Yeah. He averages so there's games where he's higher than that, and there's games where he's lower than that. But point is, he averages twenty-two and thirteen.
0: He's put up some that r- is ridiculous really good. This year.
1: And I think uh, you know that sort of gets taken for granted again because people just point out, oh yeah he's seven four, like oh if I'm seven four I could do that. No you can't.
0: Yeah. No. They it wouldn't happen. Um, nope. Against West Virginia he put up twenty-four and twelve. Um Gonzaga twenty three and, and seven. Duke twenty one and twelve. Man. Um his best game on the season was probably was high scoring game, I should say. Um you can make the argument that this Indiana game was his best game, but it was Michigan State where he put up thirty eight and thirteen. Uh but he didn't shoot as well. He shot fifteen of twenty four compared to fifteen for nineteen against Indiana. But I mean just Absolutely insane (laughs) numbers on the season. He's shooting 63% from the field uh, on the season. It's just, it's wild what Mm -hmm. he's able to do. I will say I am a little shocked. um, He hasn't cracked. Okay. Nebraska had seven blocks um, in the opener against. Milwaukee. I don't even know there was a college in Milwaukee. <laughs> um, he had six blocks, but he hasn't cracked five. He has a bunch of games with one, a well, bunch of games with think, zero. Do you think
1: people give him even the opportunity? You think teams
0: give him the opportunity to even do that? I don't know. You got to think that people are still taking a lot of shots around the rim. That's true. Like offensive re- revamp, Maybe whatever. Maybe
1: because he's so tall, he doesn't want to do that in case he gets foul calls, maybe. Oh. He's so tall, just the way he would jump naturally, he would look like he's not keeping his hands straight up.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it was. Um, that's one thing I will give Taco yeah, no, Fall yeah. over him. <laughs> yeah, dog. But, yeah, Taco. But Taco was he, he was interesting to watch, to say the least. On that, but um, new AP ranking coming out here. Yeah, we got released just a little bit ago. Purdue stays on top. Texas is the biggest mover. They jumped from ten to five after beating yeah. Baylor at home and then Kansas State. On the road, Tennessee after their loss drops from two to six. Um, another big mover is Marquette is up to ten. Uh, Kansas State had not the best uh, week there; they dropped five spots to number twelve. Uh, Baylor falls as well for the Big Twelve down to fourteen. TCU falls down to seventeen. Not the greatest of weeks for no. the big 12. However, I mean, that comes from beating up each other. You can make mm-hmm. the case. That, yeah, no, you can make the case that it actually got better. because yeah. There are they're, they're teams yep. behind them. And also just look at this. Iowa Kansas state's
1: games. right behind Iowa state. Iowa state's 11. Kansas state's 12. TCU's not too far off at 17. Uh, Kansas at nine. Texas at five. And then future big 12 school, Houston's uh, still paving the way at two. They had a close game against Temple. I will say, uh, at the end of the day, no, it looks I, like one still, uh, but that game was really close uh, up until about five or so minutes left uh, in the second. There, uh, Temple, of course, got that one-point victory against them earlier in the season at Houston. Uh, so I was watching that game, just seeing if they could recoup that magic. But uh, of course, you weren't able to. Though Temple's got some good players, I will say they—they they have. I really like what Aaron McKee's building there.
0: Yeah, another big game that kind of. Shook the rankings up a little bit. St. Mary's beats Gonzaga. Yeah. They jumped to 15. Gonzaga falls to 16. That's um. When's the last time you one. saw
1: Gonzaga that low.
0: I don't know, but I know that St. Mary's beat Gonzaga last year. Yeah, true. St. Mary's right ahead of them at 15. Um, the bigger thing is Gonzaga losing their home win streak. That was a ridiculously mm-hmm. high number. Um, that was getting historic up there. They lost that to Purdue earlier in the season. and then Or, no, it was their home conference win streak that they had, that they lost to LMU, Loyola Marymount Lions. (laughs) Um, They lost by one at home. I think they were like... They might have been north of 100 games on their conference home win streak. That's
1: got to absolutely sting to lose that.
0: Yeah, I mean... (laughs) I mean, it's obviously going to
1: end because everything ends, but
0: I don't know if you're really thinking about home win streaks more than you are regular win yeah, streaks. Yeah, more
1: as fans, that stings
0: more. Yeah, because you haven't seen one at home. But I'm thinking more like UConn's 100-some game actual. Oh, uh, yeah, UConn's happy. That one. Yeah, UConn's happy for that sure. That one was brutal. Um, that was all together. That wasn't even just home. That was wins all. That was including playoffs. Yeah, like That's insane. That was yep, wild. Yep, yep, yep. What a time to be alive that was. Yeah. <laughs> um. I can always say we witnessed that one. But uh, two great games coming up tonight um, at 7 o'clock on ESPN. You got your big Monday on ESPN. um, Doubleheader, Duke will travel down to Miami after beating them two weeks ago. In Cameron, uh, looking to get ranked, looking to continue the success that they had against UNC, down to play number 19 ranked Miami. And in the first one, that was also another great game back and forth, multiple lead changes. Duke was able to hit some big shots late down the stretch in that
1: one huge for Duke again. They're, Miami's 18-5 and five entering this game. Duke's right behind them at 17-6. and six. You have to think Duke beats them. And, you know, I don't know what the rest of Duke's schedule is this week, but if they beat Miami, you think they sneak back into the top 25. Yeah, they're
0: currently, if you were to continue the rankings based off points, they're currently at 27. They're about 10 points out right now yeah. um, in voting. Uh, Joe Lenardi in their uh in his pool currently has them as a six seed i know i think that i feels, said that feels about right i think for i said four are. this morning on the show um six feels about right for where six. they're at right now yeah um i mean
1: that's of course they could always improve that and i
0: it being that,
1: what were they last year were they uh, a one seed they were one they yeah, were the one number one yeah, overall yeah, that's right
0: um or no they weren't the number one overall but they were they were a one seed i yeah. think they grabbed the last one um i like the if they were to be put in this section, I like their path to the Elite Eight. They'd either be playing Oklahoma State or Nevada. I wouldn't want to play a Big 12 school, but I think they could beat either one. Then you could Marquette. beat
1: Oklahoma State. You could beat.
0: Marquette is a, a three a three seed there. Yeah, I think that they could match up well. They're a tough team, but yeah. I, I like Duke's talent over Marquette's.
1: I mean, I do too. It's hard to go against uh, Zach Filipowski.
0: Yeah. And then barring any upsets, you'd get Texas. Um and I don't know. Texas, is the other team that plays tonight in the other yeah, game K- of the no- other big Texas
1: 10. at uh, Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse in Lawrence, Kansas. That's going to be a fantastic game. Uh, definitely going to take it. Take my nap when I, when we get back, uh, so I could uh, you know go back to shooting basketballs and then be able to watch uh, both of these games. Uh, well, I'll probably be shooting around around the Duke game, but definitely want to check in on this Texas Kansas game.
0: Yeah, that'll that that'll be a big one for the um the big, big, big twelve. 12. Yeah, that's um, that's huge.
1: That's pretty much for who's top dog in this conference. It's been Kansas for so many years. Texas is challenging them. Uh yeah, no, that's it's a really big game. The line for that game's only Kansas three and a half. It's in Lawrence, so that's a yeah, key to so, point. And then out. then the line for the Duke Miami games, Miami minus three.
0: Over under forty five and a half. Jim Larinega has duke's number they always play them close they always usually split the series even when miami is not this good and duke's a little bit better um i know they were, they were able to beat the zion team um they split with the that zion team then jim laranagan for whatever reason great coach phenomenal coach um we'll see i think both these games are going to be very interesting i'm excited to watch them tonight um obviously i'm going to pick duke to win yeah um I I think I think they continue their success. I think Derek Lively is going to continue to improve, get better. I think they shoot the ball a little bit better than they shot against UNC. They didn't shoot it all that well. Um, I mean, but we'll see. Uh, in the first matchup, I believe it was Wong is their best player for Miami. Yes, he did not play awfully well. I'm trying to pull up the box score so I can clarify that. They ended up losing by two. Um that's not the box score. It's the recap. There's the box score. And yes, Wong is their best player on the season. Um, a finalist for not a finalist yet, but on the watch list for a player of the year still. He only put up seven, um, two shot two of eight from the field. Not his best game. So he's gonna be looking to get his shots probably mm-hmm. uh early, early on, get in a rhythm. Yeah. Unlike he was able to last time, see what happens there. Uh, something to watch out. Kyle Filipowski, they weren't really able to match him down low or out on the perimeter. He put up 17, uh, so keep an eye on him. Uh, And and it's also worth mentioning that one, Roach was coming back from an injury. He came off the bench, did not play his usual amount of minutes. So I'm expecting another really good one in this one, just like the Kansas um, and Texas. It should be a great night for college basketball. Um, You have anything else you want to add to the weekend recap? No, no,
1: no. I think we covered everything. Uh
0: for the yeah, college basketball. We'll move on actually to um the Pro Bowl. We'll spend a little bit of time on this. Different Pro Bowl. Yeah. Um I was only able to watch highlights. I know I said I'd watch it. For the listeners, didn't do it. I know uh, <laughs> first time letting them down. Hopefully it definitely won't be the last, but no. hopefully <laughs> it comes a few. Um I liked it. A lot of people are complaining saying, Oh, this isn't football, this isn't whatever. You know what else wasn't
1: supposed to like they.
0: You know what else. You know what else is in football that little two-hand touch crap that they were playing the past couple years, where they would blow the whistle while the guy was still standing. You didn't know whether it was actually going to tackle or not, whatever. That was just terrible to watch. I would much rather watch this competitive Pro Bowl
1: got so unfun for a couple years there, like really long stretch of
0: like why, why we watching this. Yeah, Um, and I, I think I think they did a great job with it. I think this is. Um, I mean, it's always nice to see competitive, competitive-minded players go out there, um, have high competition. Is what I was looking for. There are the words, um, and I think we got a little bit of that, especially as the game got close. You saw Kirk Cousins really try, yeah, um, yeah no, to make yeah, a statement. The players wanted to win that one. You saw, you saw,
1: Carr played
0: pretty decent. A lot of times, like you, know, they have those, you know, those. Star or former player, coaches, mentors, whatever they were called, and you had like Jerry yeah. Rice, the one year, yeah. those kind of things. A lot of times, they're not really into it. Like, how much are they really doing? They're kind of just let them go out. It looked like Peyton and Eli were. Oh really no, into they it.
1: they you could tell that the, that sibling rivalry has never gone away from either of them. Like you, like at the end of the flag football game, Peyton on the sideline was pissed because uh, the NFC needed. And he's out there screaming. You can hear the cameras pick it up on his room. Like, it's a penalty. That's a penalty. You can't do that. Yeah. He's so screaming at him. And, uh, you like, for the, like, <laughs> ESPN doesn't know what to do. They <laughs> just see him screaming while the clock, uh, uh, Takes down and then they all celebrate yeah <laughs> he's For screaming and it takes I and mean, they're all celebrating and then you see like begrudgingly payton goes over to shake eli's and <laughs> you know they did that like stereotypical coach thing where they pull him close and say something and, you know payton's like oh, we're going to talk about this one later uh and like as you said we were talking about probably had some money against each other on this one i would bet but yeah no it was cool and i know uh yeah, I mean, you could just tell, Peyton, you know, I had fun the entire weekend. Like the funniest tweet I saw was like uh, I think it was uh, Saturday or whatever or one of the practice days where everyone was allowed to be there. Uh on Peyton's team, they all had like the the bracelets with the plays and everything. He was making a practice to get plays because, I mean, if you know, if you need to know one thing about Peyton Man, it's like he prepared for everything during his career. That's funny. And I'm sure Eli prepared, but he was probably not as much as Peyton had the AFC going. So it was really cool. And, uh, you know, I think like a, a lot of things that get lost in these all star games uh, is like it's, it's, It's for the fans, but it's also for the players. And then, uh, like, they asked a couple players about how this Pro Bowl, this new Pro Bowl went, and a lot of them liked it. Like, a lot of these players who were elected to it really liked it. I know Josh Jacobs didn't like it, and to each their own, but I know uh, Buda uh, Buda Baker had some good things to say about it. I know Jair Alexander had some cool things to say about it. So it's just cool to see. Um, And it was different, and that's why – I checked in, and that's because I wanted to see something different. That's what the NFL did. Uh, I can't guarantee I'll watch it next year, uh, but I mean, I would always like to. If it's Peyton and Eli again coaching, I would love to see if Peyton could <laughs> get that one back against his brother. Uh, but know yeah, no, it was the flag football game was fun. I, I will admit, I I was watching it. It was uh, it was fun. I had a good time for what the. Best catch was disappointing because they didn't really know what they were doing. Uh, but Pete uh, Davidson, yeah, Pete Davidson was hilarious. But uh, it was different. It was fun. And I am happy to say that I at least enjoyed it more than I know I would have if I just watched the standard, recycled, rehashed Pro Bowl of the past decade.
0: Yeah, and to add some t- context behind that, Peyton Manning um, being upset about the knee. <laughs> the rules. The rules in the in the game where you could not run the ball within five yards of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and the NFC had it inside the five-yard line. Uh, however, they, they asked the ref, can we knee it? And the ref did say, sure, if you want to knee it, go for it. Peyton was not happy about it. Yeah. But <laughs> I I, th- I think it makes it I mean, better that, was that the most even controversy in the Pro Bowl. That was the
1: most, like, but I tweeted, I was like, that's the most on-brand thing ever for Peyton
0: Manning. <laughs> like,
1: the, it would just, just be a piss. I'm like, that's so on-brand for him.
0: Uh, I love it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I think the Pro Bowl was a big success. I think they found something that they can move forward with. You see a bunch of leagues adapting to different things. The NBA is always changing things. Talked about on the morning show a little bit. Uh, Tanner Lambert another sports guy here at unite Two, not happy with the way our, the nhl our
1: proud sports
0: director and leader sports director um here at unite Two, uh, not happy with the way the nhl ran theirs this weekend we don't really know much about hockey so we're not gonna i just know that i, I agree there. with
1: his point of nhl not really knowing how to market yeah. and brand themselves I that's perfectly accurate. i had no idea that the nhl all-star game was going to take place saturday like i had no idea it was all-star break like i hadn't no idea they didn't i feel like i didn't see anything anywhere
0: well i i think it's and
1: i like to read like every morning i like to read through sports blogs about a single team and even on the flyers website i perused for a little bit they didn't i didn't see anything on it
0: yeah i think it's also partly due to the fact that not a lot of people watch the nhl or take interest so espn would rather promote things like the big monday college basketball um the the, the pro bowl over that like they're promoting things that have bigger viewership, and I, I I do agree. I think the NHL has to take the first couple steps, um, and then try to partner with ESPN. But I'm not blaming the the TV broadcast for not really. No, I completely that out blame. There.
1: I I blame NHL more than anything again because I didn't know. I'm yeah. a casual fan, if that. Uh, and I, you know, I'm not saying I would have
0: checked it out, but I at least like to know I had an option too. Yeah. Um, but we'll move on to the last big news of the weekend. We covered it live in our yeah, previous episode. Um, and that was the Kyrie Irving trade to Dallas. More details came out over the episode. We're going to kind of talk about that, break that down. Yep. Um, so Kyrie gets traded along to, with Mark Morris, along with Mark Morris. Um, say what you want about that as a heat fan. Great. Whatever. Adam to the, Adam to the bench. Uh, didn't do much for us. hasn't really done much for the nets. Uh, he goes to he goes to dallas uh, they send spencer Didwitty back to brooklyn where yeah. he is loved and admired that's where he really found his career and mm-hmm. his spark before um,
1: that unfortunate acl injury
0: yeah and along with finley smith and a
1: 2027 20, first round pick and a couple second round picks
0: yeah which um, you he keep luka that that first round pick won't really be much <laughs> nope not at um, all I think the most interesting part about this trade is the Nets GM refusing and admitting, uh, openly admitting, yeah, that. that he refused to send him to the Lakers no matter what they sent him. He would not answer their calls. Yep. He would not negotiate with them. He basically said, this is where Kyrie wants to go for all the pain and the torture and the holdouts and all the drama that he's caused here to get back at him. I'm not gonna send him to the Lakers, which I think is really that's, fun. uh
1: that's yeah, no that's i I don't remember the last time an owner admitted really that. came out and said that before, like yeah, you could always have those speculations, but this is like on record Joe, uh Joe uh Cy, I believe his name is, yeah, uh can't okay, to say, uh not saying I necessarily respect him for saying that, but i uh. I love the move. I, I think, uh, you know, coming out and saying that, that says something. Again, because we don't really have uh, owners or GMs or any executives come out and say that. at least because not in my memory. That's like – that. <laughs> I don't – like, the only one I could think of who would say something like that, and I don't think he – I don't know if he ever would. That's like a Jerry Jones-level thing. Yeah, I know, what Like, some player pissed Jerry off that much. Uh, I could easily see him saying something like that on, like, that was
0: a Jerry would just refuse to trade him. He wouldn't Yeah, he you know, would
1: probably be more uh
0: You're gonna have to sit the bench.
1: Yeah, he he would be more uh He wouldn't even value uh, the trade
0: um request stubborn with it, I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh how I, I think this is also the Nets kind of laughing at other teams because it's very clear Kyrie wants to go to LA and I think if, oh, the, he, Mavs, well, I mean, if the Mavs don't extend him, he's going to think LA. Of, so think I think of, that the Nets also kind of Screwed over the Mavs because they know he's going to LA, yeah. so we might as well take what we can from the Mavs. Maybe even take the Mavs down with him if he ends up leaving, yeah. because then we take a couple pieces. They only get him for a couple months. He goes to the Lakers anyway, so why would we trade into the Lakers? It, it, it creates this whole big thing. I think there's. It seemed like it was a really thought out trade, which is why they kind of settled for the yeah. smaller package because no, it's, the it's, Lakers it's were able insane. to give two first round picks um 2029 and 2027, 2027 and 2029 yeah which you gotta think picks they're holding on to which you gotta think lebron most likely he isn't there in those years yeah. he's well, not he there in those two, years. he only
1: has two years two years left on his deal
0: which means that those draft picks most likely in the position that they're in once lebron leaves the lakers are going to be a very bad team yeah. unless they well, can trade also for that, a bunch of young talent well, yeah
1: another reason too coming from the lakers side uh you know they wanted to trade for Kyrie, but under the contingent that he was signing for a two-year deal so they could keep it in line with LeBron. And Kyrie didn't want that. Kyrie wants his money. He wants the four-year one. on need Uh So it's very interesting to see. Uh, yeah, but no, I, I know we were talking about this. Uh, I feel like this trade uh, for the Nets, one, uh, you know, obviously not so he doesn't go to like, so he doesn't really grant Kyrie's true request. But two, also feels like um, they – did this So they could finally be free of Kyrie uh, so they could finally uh, be detached from that part of their franchise's history. Uh, because again, the deadline's still in three days. It's still February 9th. And this happened yesterday on the 5th. Um, and you know, I, I definitely thought uh, I knew I kind of had a feeling the trade was going to go down. I didn't expect it to go that quickly. And I know we also talked about where we thought he would go off air. And I said Dallas um just because again there was that report a couple months ago that they wanted to add another star and then a few weeks ago <laughs> it was that funny tweet of uh their mavericks were open to trading dorian finney smith for a star and here we are they got you know another one and i understand it from that perspective from uh the dallas mavericks perspective is uh they want to win now they want to keep luca happy and they want to win now and When there's a chance for a star to be traded and openly wanting to be traded like this, that that happens more frequently than it has in the past, but it's not necessarily going to happen right before the deadline. So I really timed up with what the Mavericks wanted to do. Now it's still to be seen uh, how these two fit. I know you and I, again, we were talking about it. I brought up the Mavs and you would bring up the point. Oh, these are the two of the like 10 most, Iso yeah, Luke heavy is number one players. and Kyrie's like nine. not yeah um so it's going to be interesting to see uh you know if it it's going to take a while to get these players to learn how to play off of each other and trust one another and unfortunately for the Mavs they don't really have that time unless they extend Kyrie uh because again Kyrie is a free agent this year who knows if he wants to sign in Dallas now I saw a report that Uh, Many believe that Dallas has assured Kyrie; they're going to give him an extension. But whether that—that I mean—that means nothing until it's put pen to paper. So we'll see. But yeah, no, this uh, (laughs) is—if this is the start of this trade deadline week, I'm excited because I always love trade deadlines in any sport. The NFL finally this year decided to catch up and do some exciting. They haven't done that forever. MLB the past two years has been insane. And then NBA is always fun to watch. I mean, just think of last year, the blockbuster to get James Harden, Paul Millsap for Ben Simmons, Seth um, Drummond, and a couple picks. That's just always exciting to me. Um, And I'm excited to see what moves follow because this is probably the biggest one. I don't really expect other big names. The only other really big one, it's not even like he's a star, is does Jay Crowder finally get traded from Phoenix? I mean, he's been sitting out the entire year. Uh he's help he could be helpful to a playoff team that needs wing depth and whatnot. Is he the next big domino to fall? It's and it's also interesting to see that like the Suns want were in on Kyrie. They offered uh Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, picks and salary filler. And that said, no, we'll just take the role player. So it's really interesting to see. I can't wait to see uh what else and who else has moved?
0: Yeah, Stephen A. Smith also reported, based off his own sources, that the Celtics are once again dangling Jalen Brown's name in front of the Nets for Kevin Durant. You know, kind of testing the waters there to see if hey, yes. you got rid of one, you're gonna y- you, you ready, ready to get rid, rid of the other? Because yeah. um, he did request a trade this offseason. Uh, I don't know if any they'd get anyone better than Jalen Brown. Uh, people are talking. I think it was. Brian Winsworth said. Suns would be in talk. Suns would be in talk. uh, Said that the Heat are refusing to trade Bam out of bio, but he believes that it won't happen unless you trade Bam. That might be. uh, I mean, besides. Chris Paul would have. But now that. It would be like. I feel like a package for that it would have to be. I'm not saying the Heat. I'm just throwing. Yeah, yeah, but for the Suns, it
1: would be like. I feel like Chris Paul. They would have. Almost assuredly have to throw in like. I think Mikel Bridges would have to be attached uh, in some way. Um, the issue is, Jay, Like it's, it's always like it goes back to salary and what matches. they also have wise. to find
0: a third team for Ben Simmons with the yeah. Suns in the Heat. If yeah, they were to because want cause Bridges it, or Bam. Because they're both on that uh, rookie deal thing. Um, which complicates a whole lot of other things. Yeah. I'd love to see it happen, even if it's not the Heat. See a three-team. Uh, monster move like that. Yeah, when's the last time there was a really big like actual three team deal that
1: was mo- like was mo- like a superstar going there, a star player goes there and then like other I feel I'm like...
0: pretty sure the Jimmy Butler sign and trade was a three team that included somewhere go- someone going somewhere uh, else let me just to kind of even things out. Uh, that a sounds bit. a bit familiar. That might be the last one I remember with a big name being involved in a three. Because I know you guys I know Josh Richardson went to you guys. I don't know if it was a
1: four team trade. Oh. It was. Ooh. Jimmy Butler headed to the Miami, you know, four team deal that involves the Heat, 76ers, Clippers, and Trailblazers. The deal will report that sent Hassan Whiteside to the Trailblazers, Josh Richardson to the Sixers, Maurice Harkless and a future first round pick to the Clippers, and Myers (laughs) Myers Leonard and Jimmy Butler to the Heat.
0: Yeah, yeah. Myers Leonard, man, he was a beast in that playoff, that bubble round. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, that's uh, yeah. That's probably that's the last one I remember. Uh, well, I guess I didn't remember, but that's the last one I could now say <laughs> I remember. Yeah, but I don't. I, I don't. I don't remember the last true one because the Gobert trade was just between Jazz yeah. and yeah. Uh, T Wolves.
0: I mean, I mean, we'll see what happens to Kevin Durant. So far, he hasn't requested a trade. No, he I has a no-trade f- clause, so you got to think. It heat. also makes me think like
1: it's gonna be extremely hard to move him now. Like it would be ex- like if he like if they wanted to before the deadline, be extremely hard to. But the Nets really have no reason to, unless he clearly says to him, "Get me out of here," um, because you know all the reports are now they're gonna use all of the draft capital that they got. Uh, in this trade and picks they've had to just upgrade the roster around um kd and that i know i was thinking like makes i brought this up on the morning show but it's like it makes you think now of what they're gonna do like do you keep getting role players to build around kevin durant or do you save everything you have wait till the off season and try and get another star with everything you have. It's just interesting to see they have two different options. I guess it really depends on how they fare this year. Because if they fizzle out in the playoffs again, it's just Kevin Durant. Uh, I could see that being the nail in the coffin. But if they at least get some hope in there and they at least show them a plan of what they want to do and who they're trying to acquire and who they have a good feeling about acquiring, who knows? I, I, but it's, again, like it's and if it does happen... It's gonna be one of the biggest trades we've ever seen because what Kevin Durant's what, you, three, three has three more deals, three, and yeah, and three a half more, years. three more yeah three more years under his current deal, and the Nets are gonna look at uh, the Rudy Gobert trade and the Donovan Mitchell trade that really broke and reset the markets, uh, saying hey, <laughs> Kevin Durant's better than both of them. Uh, pay up if you want him.
0: Yeah, if if they. I think they have to trade him before Thursday if they're going to trade him, um, if they want to get the most out. Yeah. Because if you get him this off season, teams are going to, you know, hold out a little bit more, um, especially if he doesn't fare well in the playoffs or do well in the playoffs. It'll be the past couple of years of Kevin Durant not really contributing come playoff time. Um, he had a great game seven against the Bucks where he played basically every minute on the floor a couple of years ago. But other than that, I mean, he hasn't really produced – anything last year anything worth uh, anything worthwhile there so I mean I think I I think Brooklyn should do it I don't know if they will I think if they Kevin Durant goes to the Celtics for Jalen Brown I think cry I think that's an instant dynasty formed right there because they got two years plus like three years on Jason Tatum with that duo and that bench and it'd be insane uh, i don't even want to think about it yeah i don't even want to think about it um but we'll, we'll see what happens there we're gonna move on to we're gonna stick with the nba move on to something coming up tomorrow night and that is lebron now being 36 points away from the all-time scoring record sean you were kind of talking about how it hasn't really been mentioned I'll tell you what i've received a notification about every day for the past three or four yeah days now now
1: is. now ever since it's cutting close now i've being, now I'm seeing it more, but it just felt weird that it wasn't for a while.
0: I but. think it was very clear as day that when he was a little over 100 points still that do he wasn't going to get it.
1: Uh, do you think he breaks it against uh, the uh, Thunder, or do you think he waits until he faces a more marquee matchup in the Bucs? Because that would be cool because Kareem played for both of those teams. He played for the Lakers and Bucks, and LeBron would be was playing for the Lakers, and he'd be able to beat it against the Bucs. break it against the bucks um i just i don't know i i think i don't personally think he cares i think he just wants to break it so he could finally do it um he that's just me
0: i think we'll tell in the he plays the thunder tomorrow night at nine o'clock they have not played yet i was trying to find how many he averages on the season they play all three of their season matchups uh starting tomorrow uh I think I think we find out in the first quarter <laughs> yeah, what, he gets what, what mode he's in. because um, yeah. I don't I don't think he wants to come up a couple points short. I think he either uh, if wants he to ends get at thirty five. That's got to be the thing. <laughs> that would sting, that also, because how expensive
1: tickets are to it. Yeah. Too.
0: Oh. Uh, it would. I don't know. I don't, I think he he's either going for it or he's just gonna play his game. Whatever happens, if he comes out in the first quarter and shots are falling. I expect him to be firing and see what happens. Yeah. But I can also see him not wanting to have people say, oh, he's just going for the record. I can see him kind of being laid back, yeah. letting things just play so that mm-hmm. you know, it looks like he's still trying to win. Because I, I do think he's focused on his image around the record a lot, which is another reason I think he just wants to get it over with, get back to just playing basketball. Um, but, no, it'll definitely be a very interesting thing. I will be tuning in tomorrow are they did they make it a nationally televised game now i know it wasn't supposed to be check. let me check
1: i could almost guarantee you probably happens when we look
0: um if it's not i'm sure someone has the rights to at least tune into it when he gets close kind of like how they're doing fair and judge but
1: yeah it's on tnt yeah
0: Um uh, what about is that 10 jeez oh 10 jesus so is that must have been nine o'clock yeah. Oklahoma City time, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so ten o'clock then. I saw nine o'clock on ESPN. I did not look at the.
1: It's. I'm looking at ESPN. It's at
0: ten. Yeah. Um, but I th- that'll be great. That kind of speaks to the question now. Going off of that, this will take us into our last couple minutes here. Um, if he gets this, I know you have LeBron James as the greatest of all time. I do. I have Michael Jordan as the greatest of all time. <sighs> LeBron's career. I just I don't I'd say he's the best player of all time. Um the Aaron Rodgers, the Joe Montana. So like the most talented. I, he's clearly the most talented of all time. I think the impact on winning it does not match Jordan's. I think Jordan's career, Jordan's success, Jordan's just wanting to win, which is what it's kind of all about. Um, obviously, like your points and all of that helps. It gives you these accolades, gets you in the Hall of Fame, gives you, makes you a great player, but those stats are supposed to go towards winning, um, and that's the ultimate goal. And I think the way that Jordan went about it was just different. And I think I, that's why I have him as my – I think if LeBron were to turn this Lakers team around and win a ring, uh, I'd give it to him. I, um, barring the signing of like another superstar. I think if he signs Kyrie and doesn't win one, I mm-hmm. think that just some gives Jordan fans fuel for the fire. Yeah, no, um, I know what you mean. But if he can get one with like just Anthony Davis again, um, I think I, I might flip, I might do it. I've been the biggest LeBron hater since he's left the heat. Um, but I'm, I might do it. I I'll give him his credit. He's the most talented, um, I'm not going to say most dominant because I'm going to give that one to Shaq, but I will say the most unstoppable, um, m- most all-rounded. I wouldn't even say biggest name. I still think Jordan has the bigger name. Like Mike was a big thing. He still has no, the Jordan yeah, no, brand. No, it's, it's but Michael
1: Jordan's well-known. I mean, he's down the basketball. Pretty, he pretty much made basketball the biggest, like where it is today. You could pretty much thank Michael Jordan yeah, for that. I think, yeah,
0: which is why like I'm going to put – Jordan and like ahead that's for that you reason. have to
1: take that into account.
0: That's why I'm going to put Jordan ahead. That's
1: that's you know that's completely valid. I never get like upset at someone who thinks. I like, just just for me personally, I think
0: LeBron is the greatest of all time. And all right, well, right here we have our next point. Top five. Give me your top five all time. Give me your top five. <sighs> LeBron, Mike. Kareem. Wow, going Kareem. Uh, three. Kareem at three.
1: Magic Kobe. I think that that would be my top five. That would round out my top five. Uh,
0: four, four Lakers there. Four Lakers Yeah. there. Um,
1: uh, but, like, you know, at, at when at, – I would love to, like, think about this, like, if I had more time to think about it because I would wonder where – how in the top 10 i'd put curry i, I if i had to think about it because i just think he's a top 10 player of all time i don't know we'll have to come up with bigger
0: list my Maybe top we'll take- five is jordan lebron Kobe, and then i i give wilt his flowers i really do i give, really like,
1: interesting all right over over bill yeah over all right yeah. interesting I when always thought the when you're same too. I always like I always forty points. I always thought Wilt was better than at least like just I mean, I never obviously never watched him play, but just looking at everything,
0: like reading about him. I always thought Wilt was better. It said that Wilt had like close to like a fifty yeah. inch vertical, good bench press, five hundred pounds. Yeah, I don't know how, he's he's a freak. I don't know this how, is what it is. I'm I'm sure that's not entirely accurate, but it had to be close for a yeah. be mentioned like that. Um I, I would love to see love to see Wilt with today's training. Um today's yeah, facilities. Yeah. If there was today's like a player style, coming out
1: that was like a Wilt Chamberlain ask you would love to see that.
0: I so I give Wilt his flowers, I put him at four, and then I'll probably go Larry Bird at five. Okay. I go Larry Bird. All right. That dude was different. Where do you have Shaq? Six. It? I love Six, Shaq. okay. And then Cream Seven. Okay. All right. I love Shaq. I think Shaq the Diesel. Or he just was, Diesel. He was insane. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: no, he's uh no, I don't think we'll ever see a center like him again because I don't think a center like him could play today.
0: No, because teams have gone absolutely away from it. We're yeah. kind of that's where I think Zach or um, not Zach Eady. I think Zach Eady will just be just fine. I think he'll play score with that height. Very Yao yeah. Ming like. Yeah. I still think Derek Lively for Duke. I was actually going to, I wanted to talk about this coming into it. I right now, before the UNC game, he was projected to be like a late second round pick, mid second round pick. Um, obviously, that jumped up a little bit i think he'll be just fine because when you're a big man in the nba you either have to score or you have to be able to guard one through five yeah and i don't think he can necessarily stick with one twos on the perimeter but he is athletic enough and um his wingspan is long enough to make up for it getting beat uh and you see it consistently on his shot blocking ability mm-hmm. um his length everything about him defensively i think he will definitely get selected he's the number one recruit for a reason that'll get him there but i think he'll stay in the league because of his ability to defend the ball yeah. um you don't have to score in the nba if you can defend uh but if you can't defend you absolutely have to be able to score the ball yeah, yeah. um so i don't know we'll see what happens there that's the way that the league's going but no i don't think we'll see um a shack uh best player at each position uh. and maybe a backup i'm gonna go at my one, I'll go Magic. Yeah, Magic Curry, but yeah. Curry is right there, like right there. I think
1: I uh, hope uh, I think when it's all said and done, your make uh, I think Curry gets that consensus. And I if think I had that to create, might, that might bounce out. That might bounce out Magic mm-hmm. from my top. I just if it's all said, depending on what Curry does in the twilight of his career. I Not think that he's in that twilight. If I were to create a
0: starting five, Curry would be on it today's um, yeah i'd take the greatest just like all, all time, time. So, yeah. curry would definitely be my point guard over magic but best player if we're talking yeah, um, it's magic i'm gonna go magic individually shooting guard obviously i'm gonna go jordan i think it's jordan kobe wade get out of here with this Allen iverson uh over dwayne wade yeah, i'd go some people i, like I mean Bull. i'd
1: go i'd go jordan
0: um wade or iverson wade he has Thank championships you even without the championships wade was a better player but i'm glad that i'm glad that you'll admit that um it's not even close but living near philly I, the fact that i even have to <laughs> the fact that i have to even argue that with some people is insane um small forward i'm gonna go lebron i used to be larry bird probably up um, until like a LeBron. season or two ago yeah, yeah. i was always larry bird but yeah. I'll, I'll give lebron his flowers now mm-hmm. power forward obviously tim duncan yep and center shack but you're going kareem yeah, I am. Uh, I'm going to go Shaq, I think. Shaq's my sixth man. I guess I could go Wilt. I guess Wilt – I don't know. I, I'm building, if I were to build a starting five, I would go Shaq. But I guess Wilt, I'll give Wilt the best center of all time. Um, but And then the last question, if we're, we're going to stick with the, the history of the NBA here and the theme of LeBron making history, what is the best team of all time? Um, If you were to match all teams up, put them in the playoffs – who comes out
1: i mean that collect that 16 17 warriors team with durant going to golden state with curry clay draymond i think think 17 18 was better that's what i meant that's what I, i think that collection of talent like talent wise it's the most talented team pick one of those Jordan teams though it's hard to choose like <laughs> would 17 18 be able to beat those Jordan teams what's 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 the it's the 96 like, 95 96 90, 72 games yeah that's uh it's between those two for me uh, I I don't know <laughs> like you always try to imagine like how they would play again in their different eras but I like I think realistically both of those teams could play against each other. I think
0: they'd be I think, they would be match the, I think the, that would definitely be the finals. I'd, those two. See
1: um, this one, I, I have flip flopped a lot of who I think was the better team. I'll stick with the Bulls this time. That might change if I just think about it, but uh, gut punch says Bulls. You know
0: what? I would love to watch. I'd pay infinite money to watch. Not Jordan Curry. Not Jordan, uh, KD. Dennis Rodman, Draymond Green. Oh, they would get in they would that would they be would, <laughs> they, so fun Oh, to watch. the amount
1: of talk they would talk, like, just the interviews they'd have after games of what they said to each other would be hilarious. I, That'd be hilarious. I, yeah.
0: My issue is I don't know who's guarding both Pippen and yeah. uh, and Rodman. Yeah. Because no. you'd think you'd throw Draymond on Rod. You got to throw Draymond on one of them. Yeah, probably Pippen. Maybe I, then Rodman mm-hmm. grabs every rebound. Yeah, like I, I, I don't. I, I'm gonna lead towards the Bulls team. Um, because then when things get close, you just hand the ball over to arguably the most clutch player of all time. Just say, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> here yep. you go. go. Eight points. Here you go. Go win. His, <laughs> go win his championship.
1: Um, but yeah, your top five. Yeah, it's close with me. I just swap Shaq and
0: uh. Kareem. yeah and then we obviously flip our our goat but mm-hmm. lebron he he's getting close it's scaring me it's scaring what, me.
1: what what are what's your reaction going to be when he
0: breaks the record it will be appreciating appreciating he's okay. done okay it will be it yeah. i will step back so it's
1: cool because this is like the first time like we yeah we, we see, this is the first time we get to see something this massive this like record was
0: considered unbreakable yeah i know like yeah, it was considered sure. unbreakable yeah and um, he it, has it's also crazy down. to
1: think like how much LeBron's gonna add to it too. Like, does then that become the new unbreakable one, or is someone gonna come along that then shatters
0: that one? I mean, Luke is off to a good start. Yeah. The issue oh, is the yeah. issue is you have to now. You have to do have what to LeBron do it. did. You have yeah, to. You, you have to Yeah. Shout out to that uh throwback to that tweet that said, uh, "Thank God LeBron. LeBron's on. Un- LeBron just turned 30. The, thank God he dude. can't be." uh keep doing this for too much longer yeah you know
1: uh, yeah i'd love that too he's like thanks for jinxing it for everyone yeah, man. lebron turned 30 so we'll have enough of this nonsense <laughs> or the bs will stop soon nope that's it yeah. happened it is did he how, Is he 38 yet is he 36 i think he
0: just turned 38 okay so eight years ago
1: you were <laughs> freezing cold take buddy
0: <laughs> he's 38 yeah Uh
1: that's funny yeah i I'm love sure that tweet. He just turned
0: yeah december he just turned 38 um but no this has been a really good episode so far. We didn't we weren't sure how far we were going to be able to take this episode. No. We filled out our time pretty well. Yeah. Um, it's an exciting one. If you're listening, make sure to subscribe, share to all our channels. We really appreciate it. This has been episode number 3. So Thanks for watching, listener.